Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me. Yes, it's your favourite podcast host, Howard H. Smith of Talking Bollocks and also of lead singer of Acid Rain fame, stand-up comedian fame as Keith Platt. I runs this here podcast. I also host the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. Oh, it's all happening here at Talking Bollocks Towers. That's enough of me, me, me. What about you? How are you? How are you feeling today? How are you feeling whilst listening to this podcast? I hope you're well wherever you are in the world. I hope this finds you in fine fettle and you are ready to hear all about what's been going on in the world of metal. Well, what has been going on? I'm actually going to start by um, going back a bit. Um, I mentioned uh, Mike Tramp, he of White Lion fame, uh, that he was uh, he was going to be uh, doing the uh, the Swedish version or is it the Danish version? I'm not quite sure of um, um, Eurovision. That's right. Thank you. Get your head together, Howard. And uh, I got <laughs> I got a, um, a, a correspondence from Thomas Bojan or Bojan. I'm I'm sorry, Thomas. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce your name, um, but he said. The truth is far more funny than him participating this year. It is that it's his it, it's his first musical endeavor was actually in Eurovision back in 1978 with a band called Mabel and the song won and there was a and and it got through into the final that year. So um I have put a link to the video on YouTube that you can watch of this. Right. Um, I've put a link in the description of the podcast. If you're listening to this on a podcast um, player, you should see the link there. If you're any, wherever you are, you should be able to click on that link and see that. So, look, thank you very much, Thomas. Um, yeah, it, it's it's brilliant. Do, do do have a look at it if you can. It's absolutely superb. Um, so what else has been going on? in the world of metal, because that wasn't really going on. Well, I'd like to start with an apology. Um, and I'm going to start with an apology. Uh, this was inspired by um, Lee Milner, regular uh, listener, bollocker, no less. Thank you very much, Lee. And um, yeah, I mean, I I had a bit of a, uh, I don't, a dig, a go at um, Simon Wright. Um, he of uh, ACDC, well, up until 1989, saying, like, you know, he said that his phone never rang and um, and um, and I sort of took the piss out of that and say, well, you know, what did you expect? But to be honest, Lee mounted a, a very sensible defence of, uh, of it. And I went back and read the article, and to be fair, yeah, he was asked about it, and he answered, and that was and that was kind of it, really. And I, you know, I just basically, well, I did what a comedian does, which I focused on one sentence that I knew I could get a laugh out of, and so I, I and so I ripped him apart about that, and it, and and it was, yeah, it was a bit dickish, really. So my apologies, dick move, well pointed out, Lee. Um, sorry, Simon Wright. Not that you, not, I mean, not that you're bothered because, like, you know, who the fuck am I? But uh, yeah, I think you know, once when somebody points out that. You've done something wrong. It's it's worth well not even done something wrong, but you know, it's I'm, I'm what I'm saying is I'm open to new information and to points of view, and I'm you know I'm more than prepared to back down and go yeah. Do you know what that was a bit of a dick move? So there you go. Anywho, what's next? Well, as, as loath as I am to mention the cunt, but um yeah, uh, Ted Nugent 
right? This there's a, there's a story at the moment going around, and it, like some companies have withdrawn sponsorship from his fucking numbskull TV show, where I think he just runs around naked, hunting fucking animals and throwing spears, and just generally being a twat, a nature twat. Um, I can't even be bothered to look up what the name of the show is, but apparently some of the sponsors have pulled because um, he's expressed racist opinions. And um, and basically he's defended himself um, against these. And uh, uh, but but this is classic. This this is a quote and it says, um, what are you talking? And, and, you know, this is what he's saying. This is what his representatives have been saying. What are you talking about? He's not a racist. He's probably the biggest promoter of black artists in the history of the spoken word. Now, is it any wonder that Ted Nugent loves Donald Trump so much when he comes out with stuff like that? Probably the biggest promoter of black artists in the history of the spoken word. It's, it just even sounds like Trump, you know, completely nonsensical, blown up to the absolute maximum to be... So it's like unquestionable. And I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that he, he genuinely sounds like Donald Trump now. The biggest promoter of black artists in the history of the spoken word. Just think about that. Just think about that. I mean, that is just... Yeah, brilliant. Nice one, Ted. Dear me. Back back to the farm. Yeah, back to ch- back to chasing goats or whatever it is you do. Yeah, just, just off you go. Off you go. So what else been going? Um, good old Dave Elefson, friend of the show. Um, he came out with a cracking, uh, a cracking quote. He was asked about um, uh, he's doing um, he's doing um, Elefson Soto project with uh, Jeff Scott Soto, and he was um, and he was asked what it would sound like, and he said and he was saying about you know how it won't say thrash. He said it's heavy, um, but it's like I'm already in the greatest thrash band in the history of the world, so I don't need to do thrash anywhere else. I do that in Megadeth, and I play with the guy who invented the genre so to me when i do other things it's fun to expand now there's a couple of things to pick up on there first isn't there i mean again uh, with the uh, hangover from ted nugent there in the history of the world you can just say history that does that covers the history of the world but no let's let's hammer it home greatest thrash band in the history of the world well look if you're a massive megadeth fan then yeah you know and if you're if if if, if you're in megadeth <laughs> clearly yeah I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would take issue with that. But then again, it, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's an opinion. Yeah, it's not my opinion, and I disagree. But it's Dave's opinion. Fair enough. But then there's the line: "I play with the guy who invented the genre." Now, recently, I was reassessing um, P sells, but who's buying for um, uh, for a feature that I run on Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith. If you would like to sign up for five or six dollars a month and get loads of extra content, then please do come along. And um, one thing that became apparent, certainly, you know, when I was reviewing cells it's like what a massive step forward it was from um from killing is my business how it stood up well but the technicality as well is just phenomenal and it and it, it has to be said i kind of had this realization and I'm, I mean, it's, it's nothing amazing you've probably heard it before but ultimately when you think about who is the the kind of the man in thrash metal i, I have to agree i think it is dave mustaine now i you know i mean i've 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 
made jokes at Dave's expense and sort of, you know, picked, picked uh, apart some of his more ridiculous statements in the past. I've even do, uh, you know, done some pretty terrible impressions. But um, when you think about it, I mean, when it comes to Megadeth, he is, um, he's the lead singer. He is the lead guitarist. He's the songwriter. I mean, he is basically, he... He does more in that band than any one single individual does in any of the big four, for instance. And I think for just that reason alone, you've just got to say, well, yeah, you know, singer, songwriter, lead guitarist, main, you know, main riff writer. I mean, he's the, he is the man. And I think it's I think that is right. I really, really do. Um, and it got me to thinking about the the big four as um, uh, as kids in a North American high school, right? And you know the like you know the yearbook and everybody votes what they're most likely to be. And I just thought, right, so who would the big four be as um, kids in high school? Well, first up, Metallica, right? Metallica are you know look the 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 the, the jock, the basically the perfect guy. He's great at everything yeah he's brilliant at sport he's great at drama um girls want to you know uh, 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 girls want to fuck him guys want to be him he's just the man voted to be you know voted most likely to be successful at anything they do right next up you've got anthrax that's nice and easy the class clown yeah fucking about all over the place having a good time always good for a good time you love hanging out with them um lots of friends dressed pretty you know dressed brightly and and not ashamed of it voted most likely to be funny and sell a shitload of records right um and then you've got slayer well, Slayer sits at the back of the class, you know, dressed in black, long fringe over the face, so don't have to st look at anybody. Um, pretty much doesn't say much, doesn't have any friends, very much beats to the uh, marches to the beat of his own drum, voted most likely to become a serial killer. And then there's Megadeth, sat right at the front of the class, constantly interrupting the teacher, disagreeing, banging people over the head with their opinions, which kind of don't really jive with the rest of everybody, but you've grudgingly got to admit that they do have a point and seems to go through friends at quite a rate, but has always got that, that one best mate who's always hanging out with him, vote, voted most likely to become president of the United States of America. And that is pretty much how I picture the big four. Now, anyway, back to our lovely review of the news. Um, George Lynch and Don Dokken are in agreement that a proper Dokken reunion should happen. And you know what? I totally agree because I've got a bit of a soft spot for, for, for Dokken. You know, Tooth and Nail, great album, some brilliant tunes on that. So, um, yeah, I hope it happens. There, I said it. I hope Dokken actually reform and do something. I think it'd be great. Now, this story caught my eye, and not just because um, I host the Motorcast, but this story I just thought was absolutely... This is... This is awesome. I mean, you know, for, for a lot of people, um, Lemmy is the, you know, is the archetypal rock star. He's the man that sums up the, 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 the rock and roll lifestyle, the metal lifestyle. And this could not be 
more appropriate. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the article. Um, this is uh, basically by um, uh, Ricky Rackman, who um, I used to head, uh, I used to uh, host Headbangers Ball um, way back in the day, and. Um, and, and here's his story. He says, look, I love Motorhead. Motorhead was a band I was a huge fan of. And he, he basically goes on and on about, like, about Motorhead. And, like, you know, he said um, uh, he became really good friends with Lemmy as well. And, um, and just said he was a very, very kind person and, and really cool. Um, and he continued, he said, um, I was talking to Lem, uh, Lemmy's manager uh, once in a while. And um, he said to me, hey, Motorhead's got something for you. Lemmy's, uh, Lemmy's got something for you that's personal. What's the best address to send it to? He said, so I think I'm going to send me an album or something like that. So um, he said, you know, Lemmy was one of the few guys that him and the manager always uh, used to wish me a happy birthday. And I always had a happy birthday thing from from them and um, that they sent me. They were always good to me. So I didn't know what to expect. Got it in the mail and I'm opening the box and it doesn't say who it's from. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I open the box and I take out this little plastic thing. And there's a bullet in it. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And the bullet says, Lemmy. So I open this up and this bullet says, Lemmy on it. So I'm holding it and I tell my girlfriend, I said, look how cool this is. This is a bullet. I wonder if it was maybe, you know, from Lemmy's belt or something like that. And then I got this letter with it and I'm reading it. And it says, when Lemmy died, he wanted his ashes to be put into bullets and given out to his close personal friends. And he says, when I read that, my eyes started getting really, really teary-eyed. And I showed it to my girlfriend and she started getting teary-eyed. It's the greatest gift I've ever received in my life. It is without doubt my prized possession. I'm getting it made into a necklace so I can keep it on me wherever I go. How fucking cool is that? To be, I, I mean, to have your ashes put into bullets... That is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I mean, I, I just think that is, you know, that is beyond metal, isn't it, really? that I mean, that is the way to go. That That is what you want to do. Have your ashes put into individual bullets and send them to your friends. I, I mean, no more, there is no more metal thing than that. Absolutely fucking brilliant um and um and speaking of of metal uh, <laughs> um uh, blackmore's night have got another video out um this one is for the second element um of course it's not metal and all metal at all as we know but um yeah another brilliant video um it, it, it's right up there um with nature's light uh, sorry with them uh, with um uh, yeah sorry i'm getting all confused here aren't i dear me um it's the fourth single, Second Element, and it's um, it's a follow-up to the video that I put a link up before. Uh, I mean, there's a there is still an amazing solo in the middle of this, so it's, it is worth watching for the amazing solo. It's not a shredding solo, but Blackmore just makes that guitar sing. He really does, and um, and and the video is um, is for me quite amusing. So um, I'll I'll put a link I'll put a link to that in the podcast as well, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure you'll be delighted with that. I'm sure. Um, also, uh, Fear Factory teasing a new album cover. That's right. Yes, um, Dino is 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 still progressing with putting this album out that 
that Burton did vocals on three years ago and all the rest of it, and there's still no date for it. Um, but there's, you know, there, there's now a there's now a cover for it, so it's bound to happen. And um, uh, but one new album that is out is Agent Steel, No Other Gods Before Me. Now I haven't had a chance to listen to this yet, um, but I wanted to flag it up purely because um, it is out and uh, you know. A, a, a name from the past that I'm sure a lot of you will recognise, so probably worth tracking down. Now, first up, a name that you may not recognise, and that is Cryptosis. Now, um, I was uh, I, I was lucky enough to do um, an interview with Cryptosis, well, with um, with Cryptosis bass player, who you are about to um, hear my discussions with now, and it was. Um, it was on the back of me getting the album from the label, um, and I was like, oh my God, this is pretty darn good. And actually, you're going to also hear the story on the interview of like my, my, my first discovery of Cryptosis. Um, and this is with um, Frank DeRitt, who um, is bass player with the band, and I really enjoyed this. Now, it was done on Zoom, so there might be, there'll, there'll be some sort of, you know, visual cues there, so I apologise about that. Um, and I am going to put the interview up on the Talking Bollocks YouTube channel. So there'll be a link to that as well. So there you go. So linktastic, eh? So um, without further ado, let's just crack on with it. Uh, the album is called Bionic Swarm. It is out now. I suggest you get your ears around it because it is an absolute banger. It really is. I'm really enjoying it. It's, um, it's, all, it's in my top five of the year. Without a doubt, I reckon. Without a doubt. I can't see anything um, booting that out, that's for sure. So, um, this is Frank and I having a chat a couple of weeks ago. So, boom, we're recording. Thank you. <laughs> Great. We've got all the technological stuff out of the way. Um, so, my name's Howard. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. I, um, I sing in a UK thrash band, Acid Rain. From way back in the day, came back. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right, well, I, I and I've been doing uh, stand-up comedy in between, and and now I have this podcast, which I started a, a good few years ago. Um, so we, look, we're we're just going to have a chat. I mean, and it's quite a, it's quite a fascinating situation. Yours, not not the normal. Um, you know, this ain't this ain't some debut album from a band who you know uh, it's it's the first time that they've put an album out or anything like that. Um, it's it's clearly a, a major progression. So distillator, distillator, you put together when you were young. Um, was do you think that was kind of basically grown out of, of that of that of that band? Yeah, we put it together when we were still students, you know, um, and. Um, yeah, when I look, you know, when I'm doing these kind of interviews, you know, I'm looking back at that time and, you know, like how, uh, you know, what kids we were, you know, back then uh, with knowing what we know now, you know. So th that's, uh, th that's, uh, that's funny. But yeah, we, we kind of, you know, wanted to play stuff, you know, like uh, Sodom, Slayer, Megadeth, you know, that kind of, kind of old school 80s metal. And uh, we really loved that. But, you know, the years went by and we discovered, you know, that uh, prog music was great, uh, that, that, you know, that there are so much great music, you know, made in so many different genres. And yeah. we started to listen more and more and more and more uh, 
to that kind of stuff. And whenever we, you know, go on the road, we have a crew with us of uh, sound, lights, drum tech, you know. So we we are with a big, pretty big uh, group, and everybody has, you know, different musical uh, interests. So, you know, when we drive, for example, 1,200 kilometers to a festival to play there. And, you know, we have like so many hours of different music that we hear, you know, and inspire uh, re the rest of, of the guys. And so, yeah, at one point we just, you know, thought like, yeah, trash metal, it's, it's cool, but it, it has been done for 35 years and there's not really uh, much innovation in the, in the genre anymore. And, you know, a, a lot of bands, you know, with all respect, but they sound good, but no, it's not the most innovative genre of music. And, um, you know, we kind of started to dislike that yeah. a lot. And we kind of felt like we were not really belonging to that scene, you know, like, um, and, you know, if you, if you, if you, for example, see a black metal scene, there's so much innovation going on there, you know, like, artists really trying to push boundaries of what the genre is, you know, really every few years the, the whole genre, you know, is defined again. And, you know, that's something that has never really happened with trash. And yeah, for us, uh, we felt like it was too small, you know, to stay in there because our interests yeah. are way broader, you know? So th that's basically, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the mindset that we had when we started writing uh, for this album, yeah. That's, I mean, everything you've just said is exactly everything that um, I've been saying for the last 10 years. Um, you know, I, and by the way, yeah, I'm really familiar with listening to stuff that you did that you did when you were younger, yeah? yeah. <laughs> like 30-year-old albums. It's <laughs> like, oh my goodness, I'm terrible. Um, but everything you were saying there, yes. I mean, the reason the, the reason Thrash died in the first place, for my money, and yet, it, you know, okay, a lot of people say, oh, Thrash never died. He went into a fucking coma. And, and, and the reason was there was no innovation. Every Thrash album was really well produced. It had a ballad on it. It had a song about the planet dying. You know, and, yeah. and it, was, it, it was so predictable. And death metal just appeared from nowhere and just innovated the hell out of itself, sprang up all sorts of other genres. And people say death metal killed thrash metal. Thrash metal turned the gun on itself, you know, because it just, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, yeah. just yeah. stagnated. And yeah. I totally get what you're talking about. And, and, and I can hear it in the album as well. So it's all very well, like having those, those desires, but to actually realize it, you know, well done, man. It, it sounds great. And, and funnily enough, I spotted a couple of Voivod influences in there. I can't imagine how that happened. Well, that's funny, you know, like we hardly listen to a Voivod, you know, like. Uh... <laughs> you just found, just found that shirt in the, in, uh, on, on your floor and thought, I'll wear this. No, 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 it's a Vector. Oh, it is as well. Just, <laughs> yeah. done. Oh, man. <laughs> David would kill me for that. Um, you sure you're into trash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I'll, I'll have to message him and say, I, 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 just, I just thought somebody was wearing a Voivod shirt. It's one of yours. Um, and yet, well, another, a great band. But again, Vector, I get why you're wearing that shirt. Because what they're doing is taking something that existed, but doing something different with it. 
Uh, yeah, I, they really trying to push uh, push that 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 genre. I think you know, and uh, in a not really conventional way. But yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's really uh, you know. I think that's one of the the most interesting bands. I think uh, you know in this kind of uh, genre these days. Yeah, without yes. a doubt. And and I think that. Um, you know what you what you were saying about you know innovation and everything is so important um as somebody who's like you know an old school thrasher and i get asked all the time what i'm listening to all the time what do you think to new thrash bands coming through and i and i and i never want to um i don't want to be negative you know i always want to encourage people but at the same time you know when you keep hearing the same thing and you can, and it's like, yeah, guys, well done, great. You know, you're all wearing dream, dream, uh, drain pipe jeans on the back of the album. You've got a brand new ironed creator t-shirt on. You've managed to find some, you know, some high tech high tops. And 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 yeah, well done. It, it it sounds like early creator, but what's the point in that? Yeah, that's exactly what uh, what what our you know uh, feeling is too. You know. And, and yeah, we 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 of course we you know we made albums like that as well in the past, you know. But we didn't know better then, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, I, it takes some balls to look at what you're doing and go, do you know what? We can, you know, we 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 can do better. And not just that, but then um, more balls to uh, to go. Actually, fuck it. Let's ditch the name. Let's let's start again. That's. I mean. That was a big step, man. Who, whose idea was that? Yeah, we have been talking about it, you know, uh, with with three of us uh, for I think two, three years already. Uh, but I always stayed like an ID, and we and we and we just uh, you know went along with songwriting, and <clears throat> every now and then we talked about it. But you know, we weren't really convinced yet, and um, then we got a mix of the album. Uh, we listened to it, and we thought like, fuck, you know. This is something that's really different than our previous two albums, and you know, uh, might open a lot of doors because this is really the way we want to uh, dive deeper in, into. You know, like um, we really want to do more experiment, mental stuff, and, and for the future and more prog. And so we thought, like, okay, you know, we have a logo that's you know dripping off old school '80s trash metal on all sides. So you know. If people see a poster with that name, they think, you know, white shoes, yeah, uh, red jeans, trash metal and bullets. And that's just something, you know, that uh, that we thought it, it, it really doesn't do justice on the, our new music. And, you know, we thought like maybe we're going to write another album and then change the name. But, you know, why not do it now, you know, and try to, you know, start a new following. Yeah. Uh, with people that uh, really like this kind of stuff and um, and you know if if old school trash metal fans uh, yeah like our new music then they will discover it anyway so you know um, yeah. we weren't really uh, too afraid but you know of course the last day before we go we're going to announce it yeah, it was a bit exciting yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean how was how was the label I mean because the thing is you know people. People think that, you know, a band want to change the name, so they just change the name. But of course, you know, you, you, you've got people around you that, like, for instance, the label, um, who are going to be doing business for you. And you can't just, you know, it, it, you know, ultimately, if the label had turned around and said, actually, can you just do this one under the old name and then and then maybe change it the next time? But were they were they good with it? Well, actually, um, 
when we finished the album, yeah, you know, we decided to to change it. Uh, but then, you know, we had the mix. But we also want, wanted to go, you know, to look for a label. So we gave it to our manager and said, like, we're going to change your name, and you you can show this, uh, you know, SoundCloud link to anybody you want. But you know, don't mention our previous band name. Just say it's a new band and right. yet to be announced band name. Wow, so, more more balls again. Yeah. More balls. Yeah, because that's that's again, that's a ballsy move, man. Just because you, you know you can put your name on it and the label knows, well, okay, so we can mark it as used to be. That guarantees us like you know, X sales and you know that's that's the hard route to go down, man. And wow, you know, the result yeah. is your managers land a proper deal um, with Century Media. Your website, look, your website's got more versions of that album on than uh, that I've seen of anyone's. It's brilliant, absolutely. But you've got every single package nailed. Um, and to the extent that on, um, I've got a part, the, the podcast comes out um, tomorrow, um, the, the current edition, and I've um, I've put a live link in the in the podcast description to your website, and I've dropped the name of the band and the album that's on the way and that you have got an advanced copy and it's great because I know I know a lot of people out there have heard the singles and are excited about it so um, I wanted to show off that I've got the album really Um, (laughs) but um, but, well yeah your manager's done a great job and that must have been I I mean you know when he's coming back to you and saying look you know Century Media are interested I mean that must have been the the culmination of all of those risks that you took it must have felt like a huge payoff. Yeah, and also the, 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 there's more because we have been working on it for, I think, two years, you know, nonstop. And we finished it and then, you know, we went shopping for a label. Boom, uh, COVID-19 pandemic started. So, you know, a lot of labels were sending home stuff. So we were really like, oh, fuck, you know, at this time it could not be worse. And, you know, we thought like, okay, you know, if... You know, if 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 somebody wants to wants to you know sign us, that that would be really great. You know, and um, then I think we got a few people saying, you know, like labels that we really hope, you know, that maybe to work with. They said like, yeah, we think the music is so great, but you know, uh, we don't, we cannot sign any bands right now because we're sending home half our employee uh, stuff. So we were like, fuck, you know. I think we're pretty fucked <laughs> because we also invested a lot of money, you know, in this album, man. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, and, and, and then uh, I think maybe, you know, like in a really short time, we got like, uh, we, we got like a few good uh, reactions, you know, like people wanted to work with us and we were like, oh, okay, you know, like it, it doesn't look that bad uh, right now. And then we got an email saying that, yeah, Century Media is interested in talking a deal. And, and we like whoa you know damn yeah yeah and uh, i mean i yeah i yeah the timing sucks man i mean what a unique situation as well it's like because everyone's talking about bands in you know in the pandemic and going oh how do you survive you're writing a new album you're trying to do some streaming shows blah 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 i don't think anyone's mentioned it yeah what about what about a band who's like you know what about bands who are shopping for labels and all the labels are saying well we ain't signing anybody because we're sending everyone home that's a horrendous situation to be in. It must, it must have been some really, really dark times there for a while. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it was just a matter of like two, three weeks. But still, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't uh, fun um, to, you know, to see this kind of uh, of, of emails. Uh, but yeah, you know, like we just uh, hold on, and uh, you know, I think people are craving for music 
just like you said, you know, like people are just sitting at home for the for the whole day or working from home or whatever, you know. And yeah, okay, you can listen to the, you know, another time to uh, Master of Puppets or you know, like listen to something that you never heard before. But you know, discovering new music, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a really a fun, the only fun thing to do actually these days. Um, I, that I mean, that's always, but that that's that's always been my my thing i'm you know i'm always trying to find it's like yeah great you know yeah i'm as excited as, as anyone about you know the next megadeth album or you know the next creator album and yeah great but i'm always looking for new stuff you know you want i want to be finding that next band and then as soon as you do share it with as many people as you can and saying look you, you know you're going to love this um, and, and that's kind of how I came across your band. Um, there's a, a friend of mine on Facebook um, posts thrash stuff when he when he gets something new that he likes, and he tags like about fifty of us, and it annoys the hell out of me. And all I do is I just you know I always go remove tag, you know, so I don't get all the you know all the notifications. And and before I did it, I looked and I just saw his comment, and he said the new Slayer. And I was like, uh, I have to press play. <laughs> um, and um, and I, it was one of your tracks, I think the, the, the last single. And, uh, and I was just like, oh, oh, right. Okay, cool. Great. Right. So that's when I hit you guys up on Instagram and, and you know, got to the label and, and, and hence how we're here. Because those people are out there. You know, those people who are who are constantly looking for new stuff and people who are bringing something new to the table or not necessarily even like new, but just just slightly different, you know. Um, and, and I did notice that with your album, there's 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 some nice little touches of production on it as well. You know, you're not afraid to just go like, right, OK, we're going to strip it down and, and this is what we're going to be. You know, there's long songs, there's short songs, there's. There's a bit of production. Was that was that a conscious, you know, conscious decision, or is that just how it ended up being? It's just how you make a great record. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you have done so fucking fun. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's just you know, like you cannot listen. To, yeah, you, of course you can. But you know, it becomes pretty boring to listen to ten extreme, fast, brutal songs. You know. You have, you know, like you have to, you know, it's just like uh, sex, you know, sometimes it's a bit rough, sometimes, you know, it's uh, a bit slow, you know, and that's the way how you put together an album too, you know, like you can't list, I cannot listen to uh, this extreme doom metal bands, you know, it's a whole album, super slow, super, you know, down-tuned, you know, after 10 minutes, I just got so bored, you know. Uh, I need some melodies, you know, I, I need some stuff going on, you know, and um, yeah, so that's <clears throat> that's uh, just basically, yeah, how we feel about writing music and yeah. this is just a reflection of our, uh, our uh, <clears throat> a reflection of our, you know, um, creative, um, yeah, the, the way we you know, think about music. Well, again, we're on the same page, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, dynamics, variety, um, 
you know, taking people on a journey, having an album where the track listing is that way for a fucking reason. I listen to so many albums and I just think, well, you could just, that's 10 songs of thrash, 10 songs, you could put it in any order. There's no story being told here. There's no journey to go on. You can listen to them in any order, listen to a few. What, what you want is an album where you go like, no, I have to listen to it in this order. And preferably, once you start listening, you go like, you get those albums, and I'm sure you know what I mean, where it's like, you start it and you go, yeah, I'm in. It's gotta be the whole album, you know? Yeah. In, yeah. In, in, because you can do that, because it's not just one thing, because it's gonna take you places. You know, um, and I, I, I've said that countless times, like, you know, hey, everyone, let's just stop. Let's just stop with the seven out of 10 solid thrash albums. And let's all be looking at trying to hit a nine and a 10 and do better than solid. You know? Yeah, but I think the main reason why, why, you know, like also you, but it's I think more people, you know, get fed up with thrash uh, for a uh, for for a. Uh, for the reason that I think, you know, like trash metal music is mostly played by uh, fans, you know, that happen to play uh, a guitar or drums or whatever. And But, you know, like other styles of music, they, they are more like, you know, artists really trying to express something, you know, about themselves or about, uh, yeah, some kind of uh, idea that they have. And, you know, I think that's that's the, 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 the most important uh, distinction, I think, between this genre and a lot of other uh, genres. So, you know, if you are really a fan of Die Hard Slayer, for example, then you probably will never write, uh, you know, slower songs because it's not really things that you like, you know, uh, to listen to as well. So I think then you end up with an album with just 10, you know, super fast songs uh, with yeah. really a lot of aggression. And that's nice. but. You know, most of the time you, you can just cut the album in half and it's still, you know, like enough. But, look, but if, if you look at it, look, you know, Slayer did that, Rain in Blood. But even even back then, all those years, they knew they had to do it quickly. You know, it's like, yeah, 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 OK, if you are going to do that album, then do it. But, you know, cut it right down, take all the fat off. Um, but yeah, but it, it's already been done, you know, yeah, like exactly. They, yeah, exactly. And, you know, what's the point in doing it again? And also before them no, no one did that you know so yeah they were kind of you know doing something unique with with you know that kind of sound or that that kind of aggression and yeah it's just uh, it's just uh, not interesting anymore for anybody to try to uh, do a, a second rain in blood you know and i think a lot of trash metal bands they are really trying to achieve that but yeah yeah. yeah, and it, well, it, well, you know, again, even, even Slayer went exactly the opposite direction with the next album. Um, yeah, I, I, which tells you all you need to know. Um, one one thing I did notice um, uh, with the album is is you know speaking as a vocalist, um, I mean you know huge improvement in the vocals um, and really finding his own voice. Um, yeah. And there's a, and and there's only and there's only one scream and it's cool it's cool it's a great scream, um, but yeah it, it's like it, it, he's he seems to have kind of found his groove. I know it's difficult because it's not you and we're talking about somebody else, but you must have seen that development as well and been in the studio when he's laying those vocals down. Um, and, and well, it's actually, uh, the two of us uh, we recorded uh, the vocals ourselves. Um, so, wow. yeah. Right. 
we, we've been for one, I think, we rent a studio for a month, but not for every day, you know, just like a few days there, then, you know, a few days uh, break, then two days recording. So, you know, the, uh, he and uh, me, we just um, did that without any producer or, or technician. Wow. We did it, uh, yeah, by ourselves. And so I was really, you know, close, um, um, yeah, involved with that. Uh, but also, you know, I write a lot of the, uh, the lyrics for the album uh, and right. you know, I can do a lot of creative stuff. Um, so, you know, like, uh, Lawrence and me, we just, you know, um, we do everything, you know, that's being changed from this little to now. It's just like, uh, uh, you know, work from our side, you know, so with the focus as well, you know, I said, like, it's really cool what you did on the first Distillator album, you know, but it's too extreme for this kind of music, you know, it's, it's for that kind of style, it was good, but, you know, now you need to do more uh you know like make it more enjoyable for a longer period and you know that we have music that stands on itself um yeah. also instrumental so you know there's no need to do this extreme kind of focus style you know it just like you can let the music breathe every now and then as well it, it doesn't have to be uh all the time you know over the top and he I really experimented with that in the studio and um yeah, I, I think um, he, he really did a really, really great job. Yeah, I, I mean, I was uh, really impressed. And, and I mean, you know, simply put, you know, that, yes, that that old sort of almost cliche sort of vocal style. Um, when you when when you're when you're when you're singing about what you're singing about, you know, when you're you know, what these songs mean and, and you know, the, the, the theme of the album, the title of the album and everything that runs through it, the name, everything all sort of works together. And 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 your your singer is is the is the man who is almost, you know, is putting across the meaning of of these songs and and that's what the style needs to reflect, not some old, some outdated sort of you know delivery. It needs to be it needs to be contemporary, really. Yeah, yeah. And and that's exactly what you pulled off. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I'm really uh, happy about uh, the way it turned out as well. You know, it, it was uh, in every um, in every aspect. It was kind of an experiment, you know, with the vocals. So you know, we, like you said, we have uh, we have um, yeah more orchestral stuff. You know that's something uh, yeah. that that we've been experimenting with. So it was you know on, on a lot of things it was a bit of an experiment. But I think you know like you said like it's more like a contemporary sound right now than uh, yeah than something that could be you know like uh, recorded in the in the eighties but it's just like sounding like it's you know released now. So yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. That's You don't sound like fans playing music. You sound like a bunch of musicians who people are going to be fans of. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's the big change, uh, the difference, I think, uh, with with in our style um, in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's. It, 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 I mean, it's just it's it's miles ahead, um, and and you've got you've got some dates planned um, in in May. Do you think do you think they're going to happen? Is it looking likely or or <laughs> not? Said, Toast crossed. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, of course, we hope it will continue and we can start. But you know, Factor has to come from the USA with a plane, and I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't look good uh, right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Now, now, well, yeah, we were supposed to do a world tour in 2020 for our first album in 29 years. Well, that went out the window. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Our world, our world tour consists of four shows so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It really is. It really is. But hey, you know, it, it is what it is. We're all, you know, we're all coping to a certain extent. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm still in lockdown now, but we're, we're making our way out of it. And it's sounding like we, we might actually have some festivals this summer. So fingers crossed. But again, you just, you just never know. So, you know, nobody yeah. wants to get too excited. Um, yeah, and, and also, you know, a lot of tours have already been rescheduled to now. Uh, and then again, you know, so like, yeah. For one, uh, you know, it's so much work for, to organize a tour, but then, you know, it gets rescheduled. It's, a, again, a, a lot of work. But then now, for the third time, you know, reschedule it again. So, you know, all these guys who are working on this, you know, behind the scenes to make it happen, they have to <clears throat> do three times the work for, the, you know, maybe yeah. the pay of one time. So it's, uh, it's um, you know, becoming, uh, yeah, really... Uh, Really terrible. I, think. I, I mean, the the money people have lost is is frightening. I know our international agent is, you know, is that well, basically, he's folded his company and gone into partnership with two other companies who've done the same because they've all said, well, look, we're you know we're all in trouble individually. Why don't we just why don't we club together and yeah. try and get through this, you know, together? Which uh, you know, which which was a great idea and um and one way of getting through it everybody's you know everyone's doing their best but but hey look i don't i don't want to i don't wanna end on a negative note because <laughs> this you know this is this has all been so positive and um you know again i want to congratulate you on a on, on a great album on on having the balls to follow through on it um i i just think is absolutely you know it's absolutely fantastic um and it's great to meet somebody who is of, of a like mind which is you know let's just because thrash has been around from the 80s doesn't mean to say we don't all have to sound like it's still the fucking 80s it's cool but you know uh, sometimes you want to hear some something different you know exactly exactly well look uh, thank you very much frank i really really appreciate your time i know you've got a hell of a day on and you're going to be sat talking to idiots like me all day so try and try not to go mad um, and uh, try not to lose your temper with anyone. I do that all the time. Um, it's been a real pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you too. And uh, it was really nice talking to you. And thanks for the yeah, opportunity. No problem, mate. Take care and good luck with the tour, the album and everything. I'll see you over here sometime or, or we'll see you over there. All right. Thanks a lot. And you can totally understand why we got on so well there. Um, because not only was Frank talking my language, but they have delivered as well with the new album. Uh, well, the, the new album, the, the first album of, of Cryptosis. Um, great album. Definitely check out Bionic Swarm. I really enjoyed doing that. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, at some point we're going to get to see the band live as well. I'm not sure about their, their tour with Vector at the moment, but um, yeah. Really enjoy doing that and check out the album. Now, from a band who are pretty new on the scene with a brand new album, and well, their, their first album, uh, to a repeat guest. It's his third time on the show. He was one of the first guests on the show way, way back in 2014. And um, it is my good friend, Michael Gilbert from Flotsam and Jetsam. We had a right old natter. Um, it was really good to catch up 
and as you will hear we'll get the update on what's going on in the flots camp and all of that good stuff so without further ado here is myself and michael having a chat a few weeks ago Hello. <laughs> Howard, what's up, man? Um, I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. It's nice to hear from you, man. I haven't talked to you in so long. Been, um, it's been forever, hasn't it? I, it must have been... Um, actually, it wasn't even the last time you were over here, because... Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think... Because I, I ended up interviewing um, Eric. I think, you'd, I think you'd gone to Camden. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, yeah, I think I turned up. You'd gone to Camden, and then I missed. I missed your guys' set because I was interviewing um, Bobby from Overkill, and um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I even saw you that night. And yeah, I was in. I was in the building. It's bizarre, mm. very strange. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a fucking while. Um, how you doing, man? How are you getting through all of this? Um, you know what, man? I ended up getting. Uh... Hold on a second. I'm trying to. I'm going to switch to a video call. Can you hear me okay, or should I get you? Do you want another? Because I'm no. going to switch on speak. Uh, mate, you you sound absolutely fine. Oh, okay, cool. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. This is one of the easier calls that I've been that I've made. Um, so yeah, you um, are you doing okay? I've seen uh, you know I've been keeping up with you on Facebook, and Arizona seems to be pretty much open for business compared to where I am at the moment. Yeah, that's what I hear. You know, we're able to, uh, we can go out to dinner and we can do, you know, we we just stay away from each other. But we had kind of a hot spot of the nation on, with the COVID thing, you know. And uh, I ended up catching it on actually January 1st. <laughs> wow. And that, it definitely sucked. It was like the flu on steroids, you know. And uh, it lasted about seven days. And then for about... Three weeks afterwards, it's still like, you know, they talk about the the lingering effects. There's yeah. definitely, that's pretty bad. It felt like like every day just super sore and you know, uh, it's hard to get out of bed. I was sleeping a lot. Man, that's, I, well, yeah, because they, they, there's that there's that other thing, isn't there? That what they call a long COVID, which, um, I mean, that sounds like it's an absolute bastard if you get that. Well, I'll tell you this. Beer doesn't cure it because I drank enough beer while I was sick to try to drink it out of me. It didn't cure it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Gilbert, for coming on and clearing that up. <laughs> um, oh, man, that's that. So but are you back to normal now? You know, is your is your, uh, your your sense of smell and taste? Is that all back to normal? Yeah, pretty much. I'm probably at 99 percent. I'm still a little tired, but uh I can get through the day pretty much, you know, and then uh, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of on old man hours. I go to sleep about eight thirty, nine o'clock every night. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I, I, well, I mean, ultimately, I guess it's really, it's, it's, it's taking it out of your system and you, your system is still recovering. Oh yeah, totally. So it's not very rock and roll to go to bed that early, you know, that's <laughs> not what people want to hear. <laughs> that I'm going to use that as the headline for this, for this interview now. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Gilbert confesses. Michael Gilbert of Flotsam Jetson fame. The uh, the party animal admits that he now goes to bed at eight thirty every night. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, um, so what have you been working on? Because I swear I saw you at a video shoot a few weeks ago. You did. Um, we are actually, we were supposed to release our new album, um, like I think on January 10th or something like that, uh, this past January. But since everything was getting pushed back, all our tour dates and everything, we decided to go ahead and release, uh, you know, keep the release date for June 4th, I believe it's going to be now. So it, it's kind of weird. We're usually, whenever we release a record, you're, you're under all this pressure. You know all this stuff. We, you're under a lot of pressure to, to get all your uh, artwork in and yeah. your master tape. And then all of a sudden the video comes and it just, it gets crazy. But being able to just kind of take our time with stuff, you know, we, we've got everything flipped around backwards. So we did the videos and uh, we're going to start releasing uh, the videos here pretty soon. I think we're going to make the announcement April 1st and uh, there, there's going to be a video uh, release uh, with the announcement of the record coming out. So that's basically what we've been doing. You know, that's the one good thing that comes out of it is like, you got to stay home. Well, what am I going to do? Well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll turn on my recording studio and, and write another song. So again, we had a, a ton of music written for this record, you know. That's well, that that does help, yeah, ever so slightly. Are you guys doing the same thing? No, no. Um, well, we've got the album that we we put out an album at the end of 2019, which is our first album for 29 years. We played four shows, and then of course we were supposed to tour it in 2020. So, yeah. uh, you know, ultimately. I think we've I think we've got to tour that album before we can um, before we can put another one out because we need to tour that album properly. Um, you know, it was a it was a kind of a landmark for us, and um, I mean, you know, obviously the you know, like, you know the creative juices are starting to stir and stuff like that. Um, but it it'll be it'll be a good sort of two or three years before there's another Acid Rain album. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, it's just been a case of. Um, just trying to constantly rejig a tour that didn't happen, um, mate. It's it is just so frustrating. I mean, you know, just announcing dates for the third and fourth time is never a good look. Yeah, you know, we're doing the same thing. So, but it, imagine what it's going to be like when we all get to go out there and do our thing. You know, like oh. those first shows you guys do mm. are going to be absolutely chaotic. You know, because people are just. They're going to be in a frenzy for for music, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I so. look. I totally agree. I, I'm one of these people that thinks, you know, and a lot of people are saying, well, I think you might find people will be still be trying to stay away from crowds, and people aren't going to have much money because the economy, so they're going to have to be choosy. And I'm like, do you know what? After you've been locked up in your house for a year, I think pretty much a lot of people are going to go, fuck that, I'm going out. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to shows. I can't I can't wait to get back on the road, man. It's like it's like something a, a, just a giant chunk of me is missing, you know, to not go out and uh, and see everybody and do the thing I love. You know, I'm sitting at home yeah. and just yeah, watching movies. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, well, look, I've got I've got I, I, occasionally I put out a movie uh, podcast in this called Movie Bollocks. And um, I put one out recently and it's 55 minutes where I review 26 TV programs and movies. And I'm going to be putting another one out very soon because it's all I'm fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know? Yeah, man, we've been this thing on Netflix where uh, we do uh, the streaming, you know, from Netflix, and these movies come in that they're in English, but they're all fucked up because they're actually, they're filmed in another language and they put this voiceover in English. Yeah, they dub it, yeah. We're watching all these foreign movies, these foreign films, and uh, some of them are really good, so I'm kind of getting into that right now. Uh, I'm horrible with the names of movies, though, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm absolutely horrible with it. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm, um... I, I, I'm kind of know where you're coming from. It, we're, we're all at a stage in our viewing habits now where it's like we're breaking through walls that we've never been through before. You know, we're watching, you know, some people are watching like subtitled movies and they've never watched them before, but it's like, fuck it, I don't care. You know, I've had enough. Um, that, that's where I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I've completed, net, I've completed Netflix. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it's over now um but no no I mean, but it's kind of weird it's, it's like when you find something as well what i found is when somebody finds like a really good movie or a really tv really good tv program or something like that they message everybody and you get it and you and you're like oh great okay thanks it's like tv and movie recommendations have never meant so much oh yeah Yep, the uh, same thing's going on with me. I, I got my friends doing uh, the same thing, uh, telling me what to watch. Uh, what did I watch the other day that was really good? It was called uh, Hired Gun, and it's about yes. uh, it's about music. Uh, Jeremy Hook uh, or uh, Jason Hook. Sorry, uh, Jason Hook from Five Finger Death Punch was the producer on it, and it's just kind of the you know about musicians, hired gun musicians. It's pretty cool, pretty informative, you know. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. I watched I watched that a while ago. Have you have you watched um Who the fuck is Michael Alago? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I watched that a while back too. He's he's a good friend of mine, so uh, I'm always supportive of what Michael does. He's been great for for our career. You know, he was our A and R rep at Electra. Wow, oh, that's so, fucking awesome. Yeah, so you know, I still talk to him, and uh, he's an awesome dude. And it what a what a great program that is, too, that he, he was able to put that out, um, you know, about his career and about his life and stuff like that. It's fucking awesome. I think I think it's awesome, especially given who he is, where he's come from, his ethnicity, his sexuality, and the fact that if he ain't working at Electra, thrash metal doesn't look how it looks now. Uh, I totally agree with that. You know, and, and I just think that is... That's fucking awesome. And the fact that he's able to, you know, to get that out there as well. I, I, yeah, it's really, really cool. I enjoyed the movie. I really liked it. But I didn't, yeah, that's, that's, that's so cool that you were, um, that he was your A&R. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, you know, he was there from when 1987, I think, is when he signed us. He came out to Phoenix and he signed us. And we were like, wow, my God, this is the guy who signed Metallica. Holy shit, we're going to. You know, we're going to be Metallica type of thing. And, uh, you know, history is is uh, we ended up living in uh, Jason's shadow for a long time from the fans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's like, wow, we're signed to Electrica just like Metallica. Well, actually, it's just the bass player who's going to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, that. well, do you know what? You've gone back a real, real long way. We've just, we've ended up stumbling into it. But, I, I mean... Just in case it's a question you haven't been asked recently, and I know it's one we haven't talked about, that must have been... I mean, I, I look at that situation from my own personal point of view 
being in a band, if I was in Flotsam and Jetsam, how would I have felt? I would have been, I, I, it would have just wound me up so much that we were, that you know, that we were in the, the, the shadow of our bass player who's gone off and joined Metallica. What was, what was it like to deal with at the time? You know, um, Jason and I had a kind of a special, uh, like, musical relationship. So you, from the get-go, I, I just thought that was a great opportunity for him. And, you know, if it would have been me or anybody else in the band, I would have, I would have expected the same thing, you know. I mean, I know that it was a hard decision for him to leave us because uh, he's very passionate about the doomsday record you know he was on our 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 most classic record yeah and um he had his he put he poured his heart into it you know he starved basically uh just like the rest of us to get that record out you know so there's blood sweat and tears in it and then for him to leave the band i know it was a tough decision and uh when i talked to him before before he finally departed you know he sat down with me and said dude i wouldn't do this for any other band he's like this is the hardest thing for me and, you know, and like I said, you know, we, we were connected musically for sure because uh, we wrote a lot of that record together. And uh, I could, and he was my friend, you know, he still is my friend. I, I couldn't not uh, like embrace what he was getting ready to embark on and, and wish him all the luck. And hopefully he would get all the success too, you know. He's a great dude, man. Yeah. I'm, well, that that's always come across, I think, you know. He's one of those. He's one of those on the level dudes in metal. That's that's kind of how he comes across. Um, oh yeah, you know, and it's and it's it's great to hear that that's that's how he is as well. And and but presumably after that situation, it's like okay, cool. I'm pleased with my buddy. All the rest of it. But what happens after that when you become the band that Jason Newstead used to be in, and that years down the road, you know, you're still kind of feeling like Jesus, this again. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing, you know, how was well, it? Uh, it? It's it's weird because like they they just seem uh, the, the the fan base. I'll I'll get. To, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. Just seem that the fan base over the last two or three records that they've kind of went okay. This this wasn't all Jason that was doing all this stuff, you know. <laughs> and uh, when he quit, you know, everybody we were in the shadow and. Uh, well, I shouldn't say when he quit because I, I guess he did quit or whatever. I don't know. When he was uh, reassigned. <laughs> he, he accepted the Metallica mission. Yeah. Um, you know, people, the fans, the Flotsam fans uh, that we had at the time were saying, oh, you know, this band isn't going to be shit after this since Jason left. So we worked hard to try to prove it. So, you know, there's there's five of us here. And it wasn't all Jason. Jason was a big part of it, but he wasn't the part of it, you know. Um, so we released our second record, No Place for Disgrace, which... Great album. Uh, yeah, a lot of people love that record. And it there's there's songs on there that we absolutely cannot not play in the set. So, um, you know, and they still were saying, even after that, you know, it's, these were Jason's songs, and, and they weren't, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know... We released another record after that that had, had some great songs, um, when, videos. When the storm pictures. comes down, mate, had some good songs on it. I'll tell you for nothing, that is a thrash fucking masterpiece. That is, without doubt, for me, 
in the top 20 best thrash albums of all time, without a doubt. And for me, what sets it apart from every album at the time, the quality of songwriting on that record is phenomenal. Yeah, you know, uh, we did some crazy shit on that record for sure. There's something to be said about the way music was written uh, in those days, in the late 80s, early 90s, before all these like home studios started evolving, you know, like all all the guys in the band getting in a, a room together and working out the songs and playing together. You, I think you can really hear that uh, as opposed to like a lot of the newer music where guys are just sending wave files back and forth to their, you know, and dropping them into Pro Tools. But there's there's some energy that uh, that that evolves from five guys or however many guys are in your band all getting together and hashing it out, you know. Yeah, I, I I saw an interview with Scott Scott Ian where he said, you know, we when we're writing Anthrax stuff, it's it's still the same way we used to write it twenty years ago. It's you know, it's me, it's me, Charlie and Frankie in a room headbanging. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's pretty awesome. You know, uh, we can't even do that right now because we got members that are that live all over the place. You know, so I would love to be able to get back together with the guys and get in a room and just crank it up and blow our ears out <laughs> oh man i'd love to do that as well i mean we've got a, you know we're we're spread all over the uk uh and obviously you know we're we're not allowed to leave our houses unless it's for an you know unless it's for exercise or you know considered to be a um an essential reason for leaving your house at the moment and i don't think playing kick playing a bunch of kick-ass thrash metal songs is not considered essential at the moment <laughs> well <laughs> Uh, that depends on who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, I mean, I, we could we could give it a whirl, but I, I don't think I don't think we could be able to pull it off, to be honest with you. Um, but um, it's it, I, speaking of the last three albums. Well, if we you've got an album to come out, but um, you're I, I was looking at my um, podcast history, and first time I had you on. In fact, the last time I had you on. <laughs> get this uh it's coming up to six years ago was june 2015 that Uh, was that was the last time i saw you was at uh uh in front of uh the venue the under uh underworld ah no no that was the next time that was the next time you you see that was the first time we'd seen each other for years then you came back again and you met my then girlfriend as well Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. And then you came back again, and I interviewed, and, I, and that's when I interviewed Eric. So the last time I saw yeah. you was when we were outside that venue. So that was, I think, that's probably, I think it's about twenty seventeen, something like that. Uh, that's still a long time ago. Yeah, I know, man. I know, man. And um, that was, I mean, that was a great show. But coming back to, so, so I'm thinking you've had the Flotsam and Jetsam album out. Um, which, which was the album that followed that? And then you've had End of Chaos. Um, are we allowed? Are we allowed to find out what the title of the new one is yet, or is that all? I'm, I'm presuming that's a, that's a press release down the line. Yeah, that's a, that's the press release. I wish I could tell you uh, uh, that'll be out April first, though, or April second. You know, we have April Fools, which I, I think it's a kind of a, a strange <laughs> because there's going to be all this shit on social media about April Fool's Day, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the greatest time to announce 
Uh, or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, enough, when you said April the first, I was think I, I was thinking, uh, okay, well, fair enough. I mean, to be honest, if there was ever a band who were going to release a press release on April the first, it would be Acid Rain. Um, I mean, we even did a whole tour called the April Fools' Tour. But um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a strange one. But hey, I guess you know they've got to know what they're doing, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, leave it up to the record label. They did a great job on the last uh, the last two. So. Uh, we're kind of like whatever you guys want to do, you know. Let's uh, let's roll with it. Yeah, I mean that last uh, that last tour you did through the UK and Europe with Overkill was was just crushing. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I want to do that again. Uh, man, there's just crazy, crazy, crazy fun times with those guys, man. Uh, and destruction. Uh, oh, geez, yeah, it's just fun. I know, and, and and the thing is, what I loved about that was just the fact that there was, you know, there's three bands who can, there's three bands who can do headline tours of Europe and the UK, no problem, but put them together, and and all of a sudden, you know, people are coming out of the woodwork. It's and I I I genuinely think that we're going to see a hell of a lot more of that after COVID. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I w- I would actually love to do that lineup again. Uh... You know, it's just, I wasn't done. I wasn't ready to say goodbye to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Um, I know, but I, I know what you mean, though, because you form such strong bonds on tours, you know? You, you, you form strong bonds. You form entire you, you form entire vocabularies, don't you? You have complete tour speak where people don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you got all the inside, the inside stuff that, yeah, they... Uh, you, you yeah all this stuff evolves you got inside jokes with these guys you you know their personal lives you know everything and then all of a sudden they're gone you know it's like and i've talked to other musicians about this that, that tour and i know you probably feel it too because uh it, it's like post-traumatic tour stress or something like that yeah. when you get home and you get you're just depressed man you're like fuck what am i gonna do now you know and you're just depressed and i i just pace i come home and i pace Wow. Uh, back and one end of my house to the next to the other, back and forth. And I might get a beer and pace back. <laughs> wow. Well, I, 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 yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And uh, I, well, yeah, I get depressed. And, um, um, and also I think a tiny little bit of abandonment issues as well. A tiny little bit of sort of like, oh, they've all left me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, definitely, I would say that. Yeah. It's 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 kind of we yeah, literally. I do you know what you're talking about that pacing in the house? I know what you mean. It's almost like pacing room to room, expecting to see somebody in one of those rooms. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it doesn't make any sense, and you know that that's not going to happen. But it's kind of you know, it's 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 just it's what you're doing. It's a re- it's a really really weird time decompressing from a tour um and i, I don't uh, i i've never had to do it whilst living with somebody which i'm really pleased about because trying to explain it would have been an absolute nightmare <laughs> yeah it, it uh, the people in, in my life that, that i you know my loved ones they all they all recognize it and they're getting familiar with when i come home and they're, they're kind of like what the fuck but then they're oh yeah he's got that He's got that weird depression thing going on. You know, when when we were out with Overkill in um, the, on this last tour, 
like I was getting woken up every morning by Derek from Overkill, like with a margarita in his hand going, let's go, dude. <laughs> so when I get home and I wake up and there's no Derek, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is as well is that you tell stories like that to like your friends or your loved ones and they're like, you are waking up and drinking margaritas? Are you all right? And you're like, you don't understand. <laughs> it's like, you know, they think, are you okay? You know, do you need to, do you need to dry out? Do you need to check into a clinic? And you're like, it doesn't matter. It was tour, boo. It, what stay, what goes on tour stays on tour. Oh man. You should taste Derek's margaritas. There, there was a few days where uh, margarita mix and tequila were scarce. So he was making margaritas with, uh, uh, what's that? Fanta orange juice or orange yeah. soda. Yeah. Oh, they were the worst. But how can you say no to that? You know, <laughs> you can't. Oh man. I tell you what, I would easily say no to a Fanta orange fucking. Oh God. That sounds revolting. I think I want to go back to sleep rather than drink one of those. That that sounds fucking disgusting, mate. It really does. It was um, only you got about halfway through it and it started to taste pretty good. Right? Yeah, yeah. There is that, isn't there? Yeah, there is that. It's like just look. If you drink it, if you drink enough of it, you'll stop tasting it, and it'll be all right. Yeah. That is that is classic tour behaviour. Um, so, um, so how have you managed to pull this album together then? Have you all been just like sending tunes across to each other? Well, we uh, we have been doing that, uh, but we've had a departure of another member. Like we we're like the cheap trick of metal and our bass players. Hang on, like hang on, hang on. Um, Eric told me right that the album was called the end of chaos because it felt like it was the end of chaos and the and the management and the band and the lineup and everything was nice and stable so you called the album the end of chaos that wasn't a very good idea was it <laughs> it was actually the beginning of chaos after we got home uh... <laughs> Shit. oh I, I thought you weren't going to tell me what the new album's called <laughs> oh that would have been a good follow-up huh the restart of yeah. Is, is it too late? And can I get my 5%? <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we ended up, uh, we ended up uh, parting ways with Michael Spencer, the bass player. Hey? How, got... how come? Hang on. That, really? Yeah, I mean, he was just uh, kind of going a different direction, you know, and uh, some things happened and, uh, business-wise, and uh, it just... I want a connection with the dudes that I play with, you know, and it seems like he was getting more and more disconnected right. with things. Uh, it's just, you know, we had to like, we had to make a change. So uh, we ended up getting this dude um, that actually was filling in for Michael Spencer. And his name was Bill Bodily. He was filling in for Spencer on the tours, on the U.S. tours, and he probably would have been filling in on uh, more if, we had an apartment ways with Spence. So, so it's always had to do that, you know, to have that happen. But I think it was for the best. And once everybody hears the new record, I think everybody else is going to think it's for the best too. Cause, uh, bass playing, Bill's an amazing player, man. Uh, he's a very technical, solid, you know, and you know, he's got a good look on stage and he's got great ideas to put down, uh, for, 
his playing on the album. So I'm, I'm excited for everybody to hear him. And that's cool as well, because even better, on top of all of that, you know you can tour with the guy as well. Oh, yeah. And he takes a joke, you know, and, and uh, we hazed him, uh, but that, that hazing is not going to stop. I, I can't stop hazing the guy because it's, it's so much fun. He, he, well, he, go on, sorry. He can take it too. I I, I want to see how how uh, long it takes to break him. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, um, I I I look forward to seeing that when I come up. What is it about hazing bass players in thrash metal bands? <laughs> it's, uh, it seems like the law, right? Yeah, it, it's got to go down that way. The bass player, yeah. I think it's because, and, 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 and we can say this with the greatest amount of respect for all the bass players we've ever known, but I think it's because it's probably the least important instrument in a thrash band. <laughs> it's okay, Michael, you can, you, can, you can agree or not. It's entirely up to you, but I'm putting it out there. Don't worry, it's my big mouth that's responsible for this. <laughs> but, um, I mean, come on, seriously. You know, who, who, who is going out and coming back and going, oh, this thrash album is fucking amazing. Have you heard the bass playing? Nah, no, no one's saying that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, they might, they might after, after they hear uh, Bill on this record. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Beautifully done, sir. Be- well played. Well played. You've just, you've just put it, you've just knocked that out the park. Yeah, that's uh, that's what that's one way of getting around it. But I, I look, I, I, and part of me's part of me's joking, and part of me's part of me's not. But um, I know exactly what you mean. Um, having ha- having a bass player who is you know solid and great and backing everybody, that's fine. But a bass player that that can actually bring something something to the table and have ideas as well is is as important as anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we didn't want somebody that's like. Uh... Uh, how can I say it? Like like Cliff Williams, where he's just in the back playing. You know, Cliff 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 Williams from ACDC. He's yeah. in the back playing one note. Dun, 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 dun. But you know, it's great with ACDC. What he does is great. Uh, but that wouldn't be great in what we do. You know, we we need someone that's got that thump that plays with the bass drum, but is also gonna uh, spark a little color someplace. And that and you know when the when that's needed. Yeah. Just like when uh, guitar solos are needed or when there's uh, harmony for the uh, vocals or there just needs to be a monstrous drum fill, you know. Well, so yeah, I mean, I think I think you you guys um, uh, really were part of the evolution of, of, of bass playing. I can't believe I'm going down this route now, but like, I mean, the opening of, um, you know, of Hammerhead is, is recognisable because of the, like, crazy bass playing that Jason's putting all over it and I think when I heard that that was the first time that I'd heard a thrash band other than obviously you know anesthesia pulling teeth I think that's the first time I'd heard a thrash band really showcase a player a bass player and and you know because for years if you were a bass player in a thrash band all you did was just basically play the riffs that the guitarist are playing yeah yeah Uh, that's the that's the thing that was different about Newstead um uh, Jason Ward, uh, Troy Gregory, Spencer, and Bill, I mean, those are all our bass players. They, uh, they don't just play what the guitar player is playing. You know, they play, you know, I, I, might, I might be wrong here, but for me, 
the bass the bass and the drums should be like one. And if they're not together, like if you don't hear that thump and bass playing with the bass drum, then it, your rhythm section's kind of falling apart, you know, from the get go. And, that, and that's just kind of how I look at, at music. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And I think I, I think you know that it was it was it was people thinking that oh, you know, it's thrash metal. It, you know, this is how it goes. But it's not, is it? Everything evolves. Everything changes. Um, and as you you mentioned some bass players there, and you mentioned fuck me, Troy Gregory, bloody hell! I mean, incredible bass player, I'm incredible guy. But I mean, that intro to No More Fun, that is just some serious finger work. Yeah, he had that bass slapping thing going on, and back then you didn't hear too much of that in thrash metal, you know, hardly at all. Yeah, hardly at all. Oh, well, I remember. Um... Uh, when we played with you, um, I think I think Troy did a bass. It, it, it might have done a bass solo. Does that ring a bell? Yep, he he would do bass solos. Yeah, but he would do it. You know, he had like the the Eddie Van Halen tapping stuff going on when he was doing his solos. You know, which uh, was, he did some cool stuff. He's a great bass player for sure. Yeah, and then and and kind of went straight out of straight out of Flotsam and Jetsam and straight into Prong. And I think yeah, is that you you guys toured together, didn't you? Yeah, that's how they all met, actually. So by the <laughs> that's a funny story because by the end of that tour, we toured the United States with Prong, and by the end of that tour, Troy was in Prong. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, riding. He was on their bus, and we're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. But, you know, we're all friends with Prong, too. Uh, Tommy Victor's a friend of mine, and they're a great band, man, and they've done some really great stuff. So if, if that's what Troy wanted to do, okay, that's fine. Well, do you know what? Um, there, there is a connection. Um, I, know, I, know, I know Tommy as well, and um, I, managed, I met Tommy when they, they played the Duchess of York in a place called Leeds. And I think it was the Beg to Differ tour. Um, um, and I was chatting to him and, um, uh, and I offered, uh, I, and I said, look, you know, he, he was wearing a Flotsam and Jetsam when the storm comes down, uh, when the storm comes down t-shirt. Um, and I was wearing an acid rain t-shirt and I was like, Oh, I'd love to, um, I, you know, I'd love to, swap that t-shirt with you if, you know shame i haven't got anything with me and he was like and he was like i'll swap that I'll, I'll swap it for that acid rain shirt and i was like all right he goes i haven't heard any but i heard they're pretty cool i was like you cheeky bastard i'm the singer <laughs> and um and yeah and he was like oh man you know you guys know nuclear assault don't you i was like yeah 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 dan dan dan's the man and he was like man dan was telling me all about you guys and the stuff you were doing in europe and i was like oh so yeah long story short um friend of tommy's as well and i traded an acid rain um an acid rain t-shirt for a when the storm comes down tour t-shirt from that very tour that you did together uh, i'm gonna have to call tommy on that one and ask him what the fuck yeah ex- our shirt. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i think he made me give me give him 50 pounds as well uh, <laughs> but um uh, a great band, another great band. Funnily enough, when you were saying about, you know, Flotsam and Prong touring together, and I'm like, oh, man, that is like two great bands who have never, in my opinion, who haven't got the, you know, got, you know, got what you deserve out of the business. Uh, 
Um, I don't know. Do you do you feel you have? Uh, you know what? Everybody measures success a different way, you know. And, and uh, yeah, my bank account doesn't look like Jason Newstead's, but <laughs> my experience that I've had in my life with all my tours and all the people that I've met, um, man, it, it's it. It, it can't, there's no measure of value. It's such a great value. There's no, me, there's no way to measure how much that means to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're quite right. You have to take that holistic view, don't you? You have to look across the, you know, the entire, the entire experience. And, and also, especially when you don't know what you'd be swapping it for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh you know, I, I still talk to friends from high school and stuff like that, and I see pictures of them on Facebook, and I'm like, man, those motherfuckers are looking old. And there's <laughs> something something about what we do that we still, you know, it keeps it keeps the youth. You know, we act like 12-year-olds when we're out on the road. Uh, uh, it, I don't know. It just keeps us healthy, and it keeps us youthful. It keeps an attitude, a good attitude about things. And um, I'm just very thankful I get to do it. You know, I get to make every time we make another record. I'm I'm so grateful that wow, there's people out there that uh, that have been moved by some of the stuff that we have written. So I I get to do it again, and that's uh, you know the holistic view. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I think uh, everything you just said there, I completely agree with. I think it's I think it it does keep you young. I think there is a. Um, that it, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a believer, uh, certainly not in souls. But if I had a soul, then you know this music and what uh, and what we do is is plugged directly into it, and it and it, it it keeps me young. I mean, I turned I turned 50 in lockdown, and I cannot get my head around it. I've got to be honest. I cannot get through my head that I am 50 years old. I am 35 at the oldest. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? When we're kids, we're like fifty. Holy shit, that's fucking old. And here we are. And then we're still now. We're saying fucking seventies old. Holy shit. Yeah, I, 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 look exactly that. I'm literally exactly that. Thinking fifties old. Now I'm fifty, and I'm going, okay, I'm old. You're an old man. You're an old. Try and behave like an old man. Be an old man. I'm like, I can't. I just can't do it. And again, I, <laughs> you know, I think it's because. The, as you were saying there about you know the 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 make it make another album do another tour everything and you get to experience all of that stuff again i think it i think it just it it keeps you young because it keeps you vital because it, you keep pressing refresh and you keep getting to um enjoy all of that stuff again and 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 you know you're entertaining people and that is a great vibe anyway. That is, a, you know, we, we all, love, you know, we love doing it. You love being up on that stage and you love entertaining people and you love seeing the pleasure you bring to people. And when you've been doing that for a long time, I think it, it's kind of like it's it, it, you, you just stop looking. Age becomes an irrelevance. How's that? Uh, I, I agree with that. You know, I hear people saying, oh, rock and roll, young man's, uh, a, you know, because you see all these young bands and stuff that are out there. But I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I, um, I don't think age really makes a difference uh, in rock and roll. I, I really don't. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I agree with you completely. Yeah, it, it's it's. 
I, I think it's also there's like there's the it, it, you know being on stage you get and being on tour you know you were saying about acting like twelve year olds it's like a it's almost like a childlike state when you're on the road do you know what I mean I mean you are you just you, we're just kids aren't we yeah uh, and people people that don't do it don't understand it's like I know there is a law and stuff like that and you got to abide by the laws out there but when you're on the road it doesn't feel like there's any laws there's no <laughs> No holding you back to anything. You can do whatever you want, and it's like uh, it, it's just weird, man. I guess it's a kind of a freedom feeling, you know. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, it's just. I know we need it once we. I know you need it. I need it to be out on the. We just need to be out on the road because that's what we do, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love, I and I, I loved like all. Of the, I, I remember one tour we did. We we we're at a we're at a, a service station, and we got a load of stuff. And this girl at the counter was like, "Oh, are you guys um, are you guys all at work?" And we were like, "Yeah, kind of." And she was like, "Oh, what do you do?" So, well, you know, we're a band. And she was like, "Oh, I thought you were." You know, what's the name of the band? Acid Rain. And she was like, "Oh, right." So we made a real fuss of her. We all got behind the counter and we did a big selfie with her. And then we and now he's like, "Okay, what's your what's your you know what what's your Instagram?" Uh, handle and she gave us her Instagram. She said, "Right, we're going to blow your account up now." So, <laughs> so you know, like we we're, and so we're on the bus. Like you know, everybody's everybody is posting Instagram, texting her, uh, sorry, uh, tagging her, including her on the pics. We're putting it on the band account and everything. Totally blew up her social media account. What a bunch of fucking children! But we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It is just like all, oh, just like you know, and the people you meet, you know, some as you said, like sometimes you meet people, especially people who work at venues, which is kind of weird because you can you can turn up at a venue and you know you're only going to be there for a certain amount of hours, and yet you can form some really strong bonds with people who work in a venue over the space of like six or eight hours. Oh yeah, that's totally true, uh, and you look forward to going back. And revisiting them, yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you've like revisit them. And say, oh, we're coming over soon. Oh, look, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be great, you know. And you, and and then when you look at it, it's like, wow, I I've only actually ever spent like you know six hours in the you know in the same building as this person, and yet I feel like we're the best of friends. Yeah. And that's the other. That's you know that brotherhood that that takes place of bit like you know being on the road and all the rest of it. It's it lasts, you know. You bump into you bump into people that you haven't toured with for twenty years, and it's literally like you just stepped off the bus. Oh, it is. Uh, it's definitely like that. You pick up right where you left off. Yeah, and I I, I don't know. It's just so. It's it's intangible as well. Again, it's not something that you can. Ex, it's not something that you can explain to people out. You know, outside of the business. No, definitely not. Uh, I know, like, my friends that live here, they they understand that I go, I do what I do what I do, you know, but they don't understand really why. You can't explain it. It's unexplainable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's like when I, when I do stand-up and, pe- you know, people come up and say, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know how you could do that. It's, you know, it's, it's, the, you know, it's the last thing I'd want to do. And it's like, well, yeah, I know, but it doesn't make me brave because it's the last thing you'd want to do. I want to get up there and do it. You know, that's that's it's just me. It's just being selfish, basically. That's what performing. That's what performing is. It is kind of just being selfish. See, you have a gift, though. You can get up in front of people 
you can do your stand up or you can sing, you can talk in front of people and you're, you're completely comfortable with that. For me, uh, I can't do that. I can play guitar all day long, but when, if I have to sing or I have to talk, oh my God, I, you're, I'm going to have to change my, my underwear, man. That's kind of strange. So, I mean, I don't want to use the expression hide behind the guitar because I think that's a lazy cliche. But, you know, that that, that guitar is there for a reason, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely need that. For, you know, I'm even terrified at soundcheck when they're like, OK, Gilbert, check your mic, check your mic. And I got to stand up there and go, check one, two, check one. And that's all I got. That's all I know how to say at a sound check, you know. <laughs> uh, Not even mic one, yeah. mic one. Isn't this a lot of fun? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the yeah. idea of doing stand up like you do, oh my god, that is just—it's just a whole different world, man. Ah, uh, well, you've just, uh, mate. It's 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 easy. You've just got to have a massive fucking ego, and it's all all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you know it, it is but i'll tell you what after 20 odd years of, of doing stand-up and then going back into being in a band boy i tell you i did not realize how much i had missed the team effort all coming off the stage together and being in a dressing room and and being able to share the love and share the buzz oh yeah that's uh that's absolutely true as well like the buzz when you get off stage and you guys have had a good show and like the feeling of like you all accomplished something that was felt by the whole audience is uh, that's an incredible feeling yeah and when you st- and like you, you know your conversations afterwards where you say oh did you, you see that guy over there and oh yeah and during that song did you see that guy and anyone see that and you you're you're all kind of do you know what i mean you you all get to come down off that huge high, you all get to come down slowly together. Yep. Whereas stand-up is like is like the luge, basically. You know that that you know that like that coffee tray that they put people on and send them down like an ice chute, and it's called an Olympic event. <laughs> that is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. But it's it's but it's kind of like that's what happens when you come off stage as a stand-up. You come off stage and you go. Down that ice shoot, and it's like you're fucked. You're out there. You're on your own. You're fucked. Whereas when you come off stage from being in a band, it's like you've been in a toboggan. Do you know? It's like the the four or five of you have been around the whole track together, and you all get out and and, and chat about the journey. Um, and oh, man. great analogy, man. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, I'd never thought about it before. That I, that's it just came to me, but I kind of like that. Oh yeah, it's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm throwing out album titles here. Just, just pick any one up you like. <laughs> um, look, Michael, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep going on about you about the new album. But first um, of April, um, and um, I, I, any, have you got, have you got some kind of loose-ish dates booked? Uh, we're throwing. That's that's funny you bring that up. We're throwing that around right now because. Um, we've got dates booked in, um, Europe, for, uh, during like the festivals in June. So we're trying to put together some things maybe in the States to kind of warm up for, for that. 
And, it, you know, that stuff hasn't been canceled yet, and we're still, like, kind of nervous about it getting canceled because I think Hellfest is in there, and then there's some club dates, too, uh, starting, on, I think it's June 11th is when that starts. And then uh, we got some we we got some firm dates in January of next year uh, for for Europe as well. Oh, cool, gonna, man! Cool. I think be you too. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be it'd be nice to see, you, man. Well, look, um, that, look, that's the main interview over with. But don't but don't go anywhere because um, I've got some subscriber questions for um uh, uh, for you to answer if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally cool man okay but for now that's the main interview thank you very much Howard thanks for for reaching out man and it's always good to talk to you dude and thank you for having me on man well that's very nice of you to say so Michael I, it's an absolute pleasure having you on um I obviously had a really good chat there and I'm now going to do what I normally don't do um which is you know pick the interview apart but the stuff about Jason, um, yeah, we just, we just, that's the, that's the thing about podcasts, isn't it? That's the thing about the long form interview style of a podcast, um, is that you stray, you have a conversation. That's what it is. It's a conversation. And with, and with a normal conversation that you have with, with anybody, with your friends, whoever, um, you are going to stray all over the place into different subjects. And yeah, we just ended up there talking about, um, you know, talking about Jason leaving all those years ago, and it was, yeah, it was, it was really surprising. It was funny because we've never, we've never talked about that, and I've known Michael a very, very long time, and we've, we've never had that conversation before. Um, and of course, we went on to have another half an hour of great conversation that only patrons can listen to. So, patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith, or uh, click the support this podcast link in the description of the podcast. And that'll take you there and you'll see all of the lovely stuff you get for just five or six dollars a month. Um, anyway, without that, moving on, moving on. Oh, bloody I don't know what went on there. It was a so weird noise, wasn't it? It was like a... It's fucking bizarre. What is wrong with me? <laughs> what is bloody wrong with me? Um, oh, another a musical tip. Um, an album by a band called Pears. And this is the album Pears. And pears as in the fruit, okay? P-E-A-R-S. Uh, go to the band camp. It's, um, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. It reminds me. It's the closest thing I've heard to a sort of modern descendants. Yeah, I know. I'm, I mean, I mean, if somebody had said that to me, I probably would have had ridiculously high expectations. Um, but they didn't. So they just said it was a great album. And they is, um, uh, is Stephen, or you may know him as Old Head from YouTube um, and the Old Head Metal Group on Facebook, um, Stephen Ivey, who is also a patron, by the way. It's, yeah, that's right. The Patreon content is that good. And um, he recommended that to me. And uh, it's taken me ages to get around to it. Great, great album. If you like catchy... Um, if you like catchy punk, then well, look. If you like Descendants, if you like, and, and but it's yeah, it's it's quite thrashy as well. It's just it's fucking great, honestly. I absolutely love it. I really do. And one album that I've been um, that I've kind of gone back to and I'm paying a lot of attention to. Well, you know, I've, pay, I've played it a few times. It's the twenty first, twenty first. What the fuck is wrong with me? For a start, um, the album I'm going to mention it's the twenty fifth anniversary, not the twenty first which is a mixture of 24th and 23rd, when I wanted to say 25th. What the fuck 
is wrong? One minute I'm going and the next minute I'm getting the 21st. What the fuck? What a dick. I'm sorry, I do apologise. You shouldn't have to listen to this fucking rubbish, should you? But I can't be bothered to edit it, so tell fucking shit. Either that or I'm just, I don't mind. I don't mind looking like a dick. I guess it's years of being a stand-up comedian, you know. You don't mind being exposed as the fucking idiot that you are. Because that's, I mean, you know I am anyway. If you listen, if you listen enough, and certainly if you're still listening at this stage, then you, you know you know what you're getting from this podcast. And and I mean, hopefully that is why. Let's say it. That's why you tune in. Um, or or maybe not. Maybe these are the bits where you go, fucking hell, I could do without him jabbering on like a fucking idiot. I nearly said spaz, but that's a bad word. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, fucking hell, the twenty first. The 25th anniversary. It'd be typical me to forget what I was talking about then as well. The 25th anniversary um, of Machine Heads, the More Things, St- uh, the More Things Change album, uh, and I, I've I've listened to it a couple of times. And do you know what? It's a fucking banger. It really is. I mean, I remember it being a good album. You know, it's it's, uh, and it is still a good album. There is honestly, it's if you've if you've tired of machine head over the years go back and give it give it a whirl uh there's also um i know the digipack when it came out which was a limited edition has got three extra tracks on it and um uh, it, i mean the, the possibility of life's destruction which is a discharge cover is fucking awesome on there uh, and there's also a window into the world of what was to come with the burning red because the very last song on it is a cover version um, of Ice T's colours. I think it's Ice T. I mean, apologies if it's not Ice T. It might be Ice Cube. I get my eyes this mixed up. You know what can I say? You got your Ice T. You've got your Ice Cube. You've got your Ice Skate. That very little-known Irish rapper. Um, you know, you've got Black Ice. Um, he's uh, he's urban. You know, urban kind of rap. Uh, I'm going to stop now before I just fucking say something I shouldn't without even knowing it and end up being told off by a lot of people. Um, So, look, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, It is always appreciated. Always appreciated. And, um, look, I I just hope you've enjoyed it. You've got out of it what you want wherever you're listening. It is great being in your ears. It really is. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, don't forget to send me an email, howard at allaboutherock.co.uk and email me that, call the subject work and just email me from your work email address, yeah, and tell me what you're doing. Tell me what your job is and I'll give you a shout on the podcast. It's great. Some of these do come in. I haven't said that before, have I? So I should probably... Uh, apologise to all of the people who've done it already and I haven't so there you go <laughs> um, but yeah it's purely because I like the idea of uh, of people emailing me whilst they should be at work from their work emails I, I just I really like that idea and I also like the idea that people are going to be hearing this you know years down the line and they will get that and they'll send me that email and, and like I said I, I, I completely forgot about it and just occasionally emails pop into um, my inbox and it just says work and I think oh what's this about and then I open it up and go oh yeah it's that <laughs> excellent anyway guys um, it's a pleasure 
Loving doing this. Got some great interviews coming up for you. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Um, pretty pretty thrash focused. And remember, if you were signed up for Patreon, there's another half an hour and you would have got this um, before you've got it. You know, you get the podcast early and all the rest of it. And you get to ask questions of the stars. Whatever. Come on. Sign up if you want. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Hope you're well. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.